welcome to Northside Now. This is the podcast where your three lovable hosts take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and with me as always are my two co-hosts, Glenn Miller and enigmatic man of mystery, Kevin Bryant. Man, my title's getting longer and longer. You're going to have to edit it a little bit. Okay. I don't know if I can even live up to it, but how's, how are you guys doing? We're doing good, but we're not doing a good, as good as you are. Why is that? Because many people may not know this, but Kevin sings in a group called the Jukes. Oh, yeah. And y'all have a concert coming up. That is true. It's, I saw uh, y'all on TV, too. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on TV. I was not sure how many viewers would be on that, but yeah, we were... Um, <laughs> Last week, uh, I think maybe it's been a couple week weeks ago when we taped, but it came out this week. Uh, we were on Six in the City, yeah. Steve Bowers, and got to sing a little bit there. It's it's been a fun process because we started back in ninety. Goodness gracious, it started before I was here, but ninety six mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in that area. I think I should know this history, but I don't. <laughs> um, and we we had a a really intense sort of run there for a few years. And then of course I left and, um, everybody in the group, there's five of us and everybody in the group sort of was in the process of college to getting married, to having kids and and sort of in that stage of life. And then, um, as we've talked about before, one thing kind of led to another and we came back to town and a little bit before that we had actually gotten together a couple, a few times to just do a, a few local events and things and just, felt like, you know, we still like being around each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we just enjoyed doing this uh, stuff and um, creating the music and the challenges that it brings. And so we said, well, you know, we're all here together now. Let's let's try and do it again. So we had one of our uh, members that uh, is no longer living in the area. So we had to, to find someone to help us in that spot. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we, this is one of our... Um, well, it's definitely the biggest concert since we've been back together uh, in the last few years down at the Ned on the 30th. My guess is there's probably not any tickets left, but... Uh, Don't worry, I got my tickets. Did yeah, you? Yeah, you? I go. got two. Yeah. I'm upset because I did not get tickets, but I uh, left messages on all of y'all's little boards. <laughs> And I wanted to know if the Jukes would be having a riff off with the Barton Bellows. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, that, that is something I think that works in our favor. We've talked about this before, you know, before all the pitch perfect movies, yeah. before all the sing off TV show yeah, yeah. and all of that, there were, there were acapella groups that mm-hmm. were popular, but maybe not so much in this area. You'd have to go to the bigger cities, New York and LA sure. and Atlanta yeah. and, and those places or, or have a way in. Maybe it's uh, with high school chorus, things like that. Um, but now acapella music, everybody kind of knows, at least has heard of pentatonics yeah. or yeah. something like that. And uh, it's created more of a market for it, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, and, for sure. And uh, so it's been fun to to be a part of that um, growing culture. And it also challenges us to, uh, we originally started um, doing 50s and 60s sort of doo-wop music. Yeah. Um, it was that street corner um, group that uh, kind of mentality 
you just kind of get a bunch of friends together. Barbershop quartet. Exactly. Kind of like barbershop. (laughs) Yeah. And now of course it's become big business. Yeah. It's a thing now, but uh, it, it's, it in a lot of ways is very produced and, and sort of going with the trend of the music in, in, or, uh, mm-hmm. industry in general in many ways. But um, it's definitely different now than it was 10 years ago. But it's it challenges us to modernize our repertoire and, and do some other things. So there'll be some some different things people haven't heard before. You're going to be pulling out any of those original classics from the 90s? Well, let's see what I can tell you. <laughs> oh, is it a... Is it a tightly kept secret? We, we are doing a song by Wham. Okay. Oh, is it right. the one that you did? Or you did a kind of a mashup. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On the, the yeah. Wake Me Up. Yeah. Before You Go-Go is part of it. Um, we're, we've got uh, Don Henley in there. Oh, nice. there you go. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're trying to pull in um, that. We have some even some more recent stuff. Um, I don't know that we're going to be doing the John Legend one, but... Um, mm. some of the more modern stuff too, we're going to, we're going to throw in there. So it, it'll be a lot of fun for us. That's really what I'm looking for it to be just a, a night of an evening of fun. And, and, uh, you know, who, who knows where we'll go from there? Well, I, I you know, grew up listening to, you know, your barbershop quartets and all those things, you know, and even some Southern gospels that would do right. some, oh yeah you know, acapella stuff, mm-hmm. but when pitch perfect got to be big, Chris pentatonics were already out and stuff. Well, yeah, and thanks to the sing off. I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, and the sing off and stuff. But the girls were like, "Dad, you got to watch pitch perfect, perfect with this." And I was like, "Nah, you know." This is kind of kind of like I did with that Music Man <laughs> video with what's his name in it. But just put it off, put it off, put it off. Well, finally, I just sat down with it one night and watched them. Watched Pitch Perfect with them. And now I've seen all three. I'm like a major fan. If it's on TV, the girls are like, gosh, dad wants to watch Pitch Perfect again. It is It is better <laughs> than it should be. Like, <laughs> And I just want to watch like the riff offs and stuff yeah, like that. Because yeah, yeah. it's just, that would be a blast. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that would be fun. so much fun. So, and of course, Jackson had the Delicardos and everything. Uh-huh, and, right. And so that's one of the first things when you move to Jackson, you learn about that. And, mm-hmm. and then the Jukes as well. And so, well, I'm glad y'all are back together. And I'm upset I didn't get tickets, but... It just is what it is. Who knows? You might have somebody, a connection or. Yeah. So if you're listening to the podcast and you can't go, let me have your (laughs) tickets. So I will go and, and cheer for them. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Or maybe Patrick, maybe we can like find a swimming pool somewhere that's empty and we can challenge them to a. To a rip off. rip off. Oh, y'all don't want to. Y'all don't know what you're getting into. (laughs) Well, and speaking of Pitch Perfect and musicals and singing and all that stuff, we are going to have Mitzi Mathenia here with us today, and we're going to talk about some youth musical stuff. Yeah, I think I think there's some um, pretty cool news around the corner, I think. Yeah. I, I guess maybe it's not even around the corner. Most Many people have already heard. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk to her about that. And um, Yeah, I was involved in that a long, long time ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure she might bring that up, but yeah, we when Lori and I were here uh, back in the late '90s, we did the the children's musicals, and I can remember when people like Patrick and yeah. some of those others that are uh, now more mature, but were very young at that point. He's not uh, talking about that. me. That's okay. <laughs> the other Patrick. <laughs> no, um, no, I meant just the more mature part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say the same for me. Um, so anyway, it's it's a cool history of Northside. You know, it's unique to Northside, I think, in many ways. 
So I look forward to that conversation. Yeah, I think the last one you were here for was my senior year in high school. So it was like oh. the last one I was in was the last one you were in. So oh. which one was that? That was fractured. Fractured. Yeah. yeah. And was that also the last one we did in no. sanctuary? There were still two more in sanctuary. Okay. That. I can't remember. Okay. They all blend together for me. That's how I, I organize my Your life. life. Yeah. <laughs> because our, our family was revolved so much around that. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, what year was that? Oh yeah. That was the year that, you know, yeah, I just, I just, I don't fragile. know. They just blur in my mind for a while. Yeah. So. Way back when that actually, um, we actually did take it on, on a tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went to what Iowa one year and then South Carolina mm-hmm. one year. And, and that just adds a whole bunch of logistical challenges <laughs> with whether you you're taking your own lights and and all the technical stuff ar- yeah. around it but then also the spaces are slightly different it's not like we're an off-broadway show that's got specs if you if you can't handle our specs we don't do it in your in your building now um, it's you roll up to a church gym and you don't know what, <laughs> what space do we have what scene do we have to cut you know it, but that was that was the fun and the challenge of it yeah honestly exactly. But it was just, it was very challenging to, to do that. My church, that. we uh, had a puppet ministry and that's what we, we would travel like that with mm-hmm. puppet yeah. puppets and do all that. And you'd stay at people's homes in the guest church. And that was pretty, we had some pretty good memories of yeah that was that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah I used to have really good shoulders from holding those puppets above my head for, <laughs> you know, a couple hours. I've done some evening. puppets too. And I tell you, that is a real thing where you can't feel your fingers you, anymore because yeah. the blood blood is uh not getting to your hands yeah 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 exactly hey you know what uh guys uh i i know we talked about it a little bit but um this bitcoin thing going on oh goodness is blowing my mind now we're not going to talk a lot about it educate us patrick you're young (laughs) we need to have some more education but uh it's it's becoming a local thing um you know some local news uh, as well so yeah, just got Congress moving us into the future. Hey. Yeah, I mean, he's got us all over the world talking about this. and um, Big publicity for Jackson. I just I don't understand it enough. I mean, I just it's just hard for me to wrap my brain around well, I've got, the I'm value on, of it yeah, and how I'm, it works. I'm on a mission. I'm going to educate myself a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about it next week. The one thing I was going to mention Dogecoin. is... Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin? It, Doge. Dodgeball. Oh, I thought we were about to have a new game. Dodgecoin. Oh. Dodgecoin. Now, see, I tried to catch those. <laughs> <laughs> the And I know we don't talk as much in our uh, in our podcast about Space Minute, but hey, the, the Ingenuity Copter yes. flew. Yes. Yeah. Which was... Uh, Big deal because it almost didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, I just I found myself thinking, yeah. So what? It's just a little helicopter. It's like we see this stuff in the movies all the time. No big deal, right? Well, the the big deal, obviously, is this the first time it's ever been done. It's yeah. kind of first or kind of big, <laughs> but the the atmosphere is different. Oh yeah. yeah totally. So the aerodynamic stuff that works on Earth doesn't work everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just shows the amazing um, power of, of ingenuity. And that's the name of the helicopter. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the way God has gifted humans to work together to solve problems like that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but one of the cool things that I read about the Ingenuity Copter was that 
they put a like a stamp size piece of fabric yeah. from the original Wright Brothers airplane on oh, it. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. that it would have a connection. So the first powered flight on another planet would have a connection with the first powered flight on earth and so i thought that was pretty cool so it was like a little cool. uh, stamp size piece of fabric from the original wright brothers plane on the on i watched um when they flew it and they you know they got it up going and it landed back down mm-hmm. and that little control room just burst into <laughs> oh, you know yeah. excitement i just was waiting for somebody with a microphone to come running in there and go you know i can't remember the little girl's name that was in charge about where you go i'm going to disney world <laughs> because it was like winning the super bowl yeah. you know it was uh, an hey, incredible incredible feat culmination of years worth of work for those people I, so. and I, i'll just be honest i was very upset the next morning in fact, well, it happened kind of in the morning and Good Morning America and some of these other morning shows led with, you know, a trial and some of this mm. other COVID numbers and stuff. I'm like, we're flying helicopters on Mars, y'all. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. It should be at least, you know, the first 30 seconds or something. Come on. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, back when the uh, the Apollo program was going on, um, you, you guys have probably read the history or heard the accounts. I mean, everybody was glued to that. Yeah. That was the cultural, you know, the, the main thing going on. And now we've got, you know, all kinds of trials and all of our, our country's issues with um, politics and, and race relations and, and lots of things going on. Yeah. It would be nice if we focus on some, something positive and, yeah. and rally around that. Um, it's just cool. Yeah. I, it, there is no way to say it's not cool. <laughs> it, it really, and it really is amazing because like you said, Patrick, they, these folks have been working on this for years and just imagine if it was your job to solve this one little problem that you, you couldn't figure out on the copter or why this piece of code didn't work or whatever. And you've been working on that or related issues to that for two years. Yeah. A lot of people see that as really mundane and you know, that's not significant, but the truth of the matter is just like so many other things around us, what our little piece is super important to the overall puzzle. Oh yeah. I know somebody who grew up in this church and went off school, incredibly brilliant, brilliant guy. And he's working for NASA or something like that, or a company that goes, and they are engineering like microscopic chains to help make some kind of fiber oh, really? stronger. Yeah. So it's, it's Ben Kaufman not, yeah, Ben Kaufman's who it is. And, um, he lives in Utah now or Oregon or something like that. And that company there, but they're, they're doing some, I mean, he's, he's, through a microscope on this one little bitty <laughs> nucleus of something to make an outer skin for something to go into space a lot. And he's brilliant. He gets paid great to do, but like you're saying, he's looking at one itty bitty thing. It just reminds me of the scripture that, you know, Don even preached about not long ago that each part of the body is so important. Absolutely. Each part of the teamwork is so important. And unfortunately looking at our news, when you see it break down, you see what happens. And, just we need to focus a little bit more on that well and that makes me think of the the past youth musical process you know everybody has a part and a role to play and if if you're not doing what you need to be doing then the whole the whole product doesn't come together the way it could yeah so um that that model is everywhere in our life yeah but 
Uh, that really is kind of the way it works. Your individual gift and contribution makes the whole more than just um, some of the parts. Yeah. Good stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the Bitcoin's going to be pretty cool too. Someday we all understand it. <laughs> One of these days you're going to be able to give tithe to the church with Bitcoin. Hey, I don't think it'll be a wild. We'll accept Bitcoin. Yeah. That will be a wild day, won't it? That'll be pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Well, we're here today with Mitzi Mathenia, and it's nice to welcome to the podcast room, Mitzi. Thank you. It's my first time here. I know. Ooh, very cool. Isn't it cool? It is. I mean, feng shui. It's so well decorated. <laughs> it is. Everybody wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm into the whole minimalist thing. So <laughs> it, it, it works. It's Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitzi, you've been on staff as piano player and a assistant choir director. Is that your, what's your official title? My official title is um associate director of music okay all right there there we go so you've done this for a while now so how long have you been here at north Sud? i have been here 32 years oh wow, wow. well what I brought know. you here well um years ago we had a choir director named ray barnett mm-hmm. and ray and i were playing in a band together and he asked me to come sub on a sunday okay so i subbed on a sunday and I guess sort of the rest is history. Um, I told him at first I would not take the job. And I came into this dragging my heels. And and um, really, I, I think I may have had like commitment issues. Because when I first finally agreed, I said, but I get to take off any Sunday I want. And it was just a whole bunch of little qualifications to it but caveats um, yeah, back door so. the back yeah, door I guess so. but, the escape um, clause but once i got here and i just fell in love with this place and i knew that it was where god wanted me to be and it has been a great place to raise my kids for me to grow up mm-hmm. i mean oh my goodness i was a baby when i came and this place has been so patient with me and just seen me go through all the stages and seasons of life well and you've seen a lot of changes in the not only the church body, but the church buildings, right? Because when you came, it was just the chapel. It was just the chapel, and it was a lot of fun. I was the piano player and the organ player, so I'd run around (laughs) the back and be on the piano, and then I'd run around and play on Mm -hmm. the organ, and then run around the back. And So were you here when the portables that I hear about? Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, yes, and it's raining, and all the kids are racing out. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I had one of my Best women share groups ever. We met out in one of those portables on a Wednesday night. And oh, those okay. women, they were all old, older than me. And they just encouraged me. And it, again, it has been a great place to grow up. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah. I remember just people talking about the portables when I first and came here. And this and thing. And it was just kind of hard to yeah. vision that. So we what had my, uh, what were the portables? Or were they just like? Well, they were like... Um, I don't, I don't know, modular kind of building. Yeah. yeah, I think they're sort of like a trailer kind so of like double wide back there. We're having Sunday school in. I think kind it's similar to what okay. you see at some of the local schools occasionally. And it yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what oh, I okay. understood. Yeah. In it's fact, cool. the first time I drove up in the parking lot, Ray Barnett, who was the choir director that asked me to come, was playing basketball, and the basketball goal was about where we are sitting right now. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. There wasn't even an LEC, a gym at that point. Oh wow. Yeah, it's yeah. not called the LEC anymore either. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, when when I was uh, when we first came to the church, which had been eighty eighty six. Okay. Anyway, um, I had my our Sunday school class out in the portable. Oh, okay, and uh, it was it was pretty much just like my second grade mm-hmm. class 
when I was in <laughs> elementary school. So it was okay. a similar Same type thing. portable yeah. Yeah. that was, you know, it's obviously not there anymore, but it could be rolled away and rolled in and out. But um, yeah. With the youth so often, they don't remember the the road that was here and the house and they yeah. don't they right. don't know the greatness of the the big tree oh see this, outside see, that, the door those are my memories i know and they don't <laughs> hang out under the awning <laughs> out there. when you walk into hope hall from the gym that used to be a door that went outside they don't uh-huh. they don't have no no clue of that yeah. and so it's really interesting because i think our seventh graders were born the year that we built hope hall i think if we oh, got that right so that's it's so a, crazy i know <laughs> so I, I can't have these conversations with anyone <laughs> them because i don't remember well let me ask you about another remembrance thing uh, you are our pianist and you play everyone knows about mitzi's playing ability it's so awesome and wonderful but do you remember what you played at your first recital my first piano <laughs> recital ever yeah ever? Oh, I had no clue. I remember that I hated recitals. So okay. I probably blocked them out. It's one of those trauma things. They're, <laughs> they're blocked into some recesses of my brain. So who was your piano teacher? Did your mom or? My mom tried to teach me from about age five to about age five and a half. That went away <laughs> really quickly. We did not do well there. And so um, there was a uh, actually a girl. She was teaching at Clarksville High School. Okay. And there was a girl that was going to Clarksville High School that was phenomenal. And she was my first teacher. And she was just perfect because she was strict but gentle. And I thought she was the coolest thing ever because she was still in high school Mm -hmm. but played for all the musicals. And she was really something. And so she was a great inspiration. And then I had, in fifth and sixth grade, I had a band director for Mm -hmm. my piano teacher, which was awesome because we did like two years of almost nothing but jazz so reading rhythms and feeling, I mean, just all those syncopations, that was sort of the focus of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, a really cool time for me in high school, uh, we moved to Memphis, and what is now Rhodes College was called Southwestern at that point. And they had on staff a man that was the artist in residence, and all he had were college students, but he took one piano student that was not in college. And somehow, as a little eighth grader, I got to be that person. Wow. And so from 8th through 12th grade, I got to go to Southwestern once a week and take from this artist in residence. That's and cool. He, um, I, I'm sure I was a great disappointment to him at the time, <laughs> but um, I would love for him now to know just how much he really did lay up the foundation for me to, to press in and to be excellent. If you were going to sit down at the piano and play your most favorite piece ever, and it's just a way mm-hmm. to play to play what, what, what mm. is there a name what would it be what uh, is it probably rock on and off <laughs> no probably probably um the chopin nocturnes okay i love the chopin nocturnes the most probably and this is crazy but just um when i sit down, i usually either play chopin nocturnes this is for relaxation mm-hmm. or i love the beethoven sonatas i'll sit down and play both volumes of the beethoven sonatas every summer um and then, like, I love to do some modern-y weird stuff, mm. like Bartok and just some, you know, just, I don't know. I, I just like the gamut. That's the fun of me of the piano is just that one minute you can be playing ragtime, and then all of a sudden you pull out this Gershwin that just yanks your heart out, and and then you can turn around and and play with other, other people and the collaboration. And, and in the course of a year, 
I, you know, I played trumpet recitals and violin mm-hmm. recitals mm-hmm. And, yeah. and flute recitals. And I sort of live vicariously in there. You know, as, as I'm playing with the flautist, I feel like I am one. And as I play with the trombone player, I feel like I am one. And that, that collaboration for me has been the best gift of all. Well, I've run across a lot of performers in my life and some are performers and some are composers or writers. Do you mm-hmm. see yourself as that at all? Have you ever done that much i would not call myself either of those Mm. i um told god early on i will i'll play for you god but only if i never have to play in front of people Mm. and um and i write songs for him in my personal worship time but i don't play i i'm not a performer by nature believe it or Mm. not i'm really not i do it out of obedience and god has given me a great gift of grace there to do it with no nervousness, which I don't understand. Right. But um, by nature, I'm not a performer. Wow. That's, I, I would not have guessed that. Not that, not that I see you as being there for the spotlight, but because you are so comfortable in it and, and you see it as an act of worship, which is exactly what it should be. Yeah. Um, I've, one of our church members had on her Facebook post some kind of a game where you like describe your job, but don't really describe your job. Like, say it in a way that people have to try to figure out. Mm -hmm. And so I put that my job is I build ladders to heaven because heaven is, I mean, that's the one music is the one thing we know that Mm -hmm. we'll be doing in heaven. We'll be spending eternity worshiping and Mm -hmm. music is there. And so that's what my favorite part about being at this place is that I get to build ladders to heaven where hopefully I help lead people to the throne of God through the gift of music. Well, I speak for myself. I'm I'm glad to participate that and, and listen uh, as you play. So, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And you're been in a lot of churches and church work over the road, and you're by far one of the best I've ever seen. So, <laughs> you know, so I always wanted to play something like for a prelude, like you know, Linus and Lucy or something like that. Just just freak people out on a Sunday morning with something like that. It'd be kind of fun. Well, I snuck a little Phantom in, a little Barry Manilow yeah, there occasionally. So just so do you ever sit and you're just playing and you're goofing around and you're just like, well, that kind of has a cool sound to it. Do you ever just find some kind of new syncopation or something? Unfortunately, what ends up happening is I do that and I go, oh, that's so cool. And then I go, oh, wait, that really sounds like that yeah, little yeah, Led Zeppelin yeah, thing. Yeah, or that yeah. really sounds like something, you know, I heard, I don't know, in a Michael Jackson song 30 years ago. Right, right. Well, besides being such a big part of worship and... um and just the fabric of the staff and the life here at Northside. Uh, you've also been a very big piece and had a very large role in one of the things that Northside's known for, especially in, in the youth world, and that would be our youth musicals. And so last year we didn't get to have a youth musical. And <laughs> That's we're, all how we felt. That's exactly sure. how we felt. We've just been waiting for Patrick to hit that button. So. But yeah, but now we're at a new day, a new a new year, and things look very positive, and they look like there's an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what our, well, I'm just going to let everybody, we're doing something this year, <laughs> but go ahead and let us know a little bit about what a, a musical or a youth production will look like. Okay, I will. But this year. If, if you don't care, I'd like to to preface it by kind of going back and telling you a little bit about the beginning. Probably a little disclaimer on there. Is that <laughs> no, not a disclaimer. <laughs> but I think it will give us some context. Uh-huh. Um, so, 
20 plus years ago, our children would do Christmas musicals with Kevin and Lori Bryant. And they got to a point to where they then moved out of children's ministry into youth ministry, and they wanted to do a musical there. Mm-hmm. And there just really wasn't an opportunity here. And so the kids came to me, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, my fortes might be the music and the drama end of it, but I don't, I can't build a set. I can't use a power tool to save my life. <laughs> so Kevin and I agreed to sort of partner up. Mm-hmm. In those first few years, Kevin, Brian, and I were kind of, equal partners. I would say, you know, this is kind of what we need for the drama and he'd run with it on and he had all the tech and the sound and the lights. And we would do small videos, even from the very first one we had. I remember we had a, in our very first one, we had an interview with two of our kids and and then we had a piece where we went all over town and and took videos of of people and it was my first experience of watching Kevin like put it to to music and and you know, slow motion this guy's <laughs> smile just in time to the song and just the power of the video incorporated in there. And so off and on while Kevin was here, we used that a lot. And in 2007, he and Lori moved away from Mm -hmm. us. And I won't um, go into the grief that was there. But (laughs) um, that was also the year that Patrick graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Boy, Patrick over there graduated high school. Yes, you are. I know. But while Kevin's been gone, Patrick has really sort of stepped into that role and has been the tech guy and has run with the videos and all that kind of stuff. So we've had that that um, that component of it, but I don't know that it's been as strong as it was just in terms of we've not really relied on it much. Mm-hmm. But over the last year of COVID, we've all seen just how much video and live streaming and Zooming. I mean, yeah. we've all just become little mini video experts. Sure. But we've realized just how helpful that is at the time of COVID and um, and how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I know on Sunday mornings, I'll be sitting on the piano bench behind Don or Daphne or Gary, whoever's preaching. And as I look out across the congregation, they're watching, they're listening, they're sort of paying attention. But the minute something comes up on the video screen, oh my goodness, their eyes just go <laughs> up to the screen. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, as we began to look at what can we do this year coming out of COVID? You know, last year was tough. Sure. Through the... 20 years we've done these now, they've just grown and grown and they've become something the whole church embraces. Mm-hmm. And last year, so many people inside the church and outside the church came to me and and were just like, um, you know, we miss this. This is a big mm-hmm. part of the rhythm of our lives. It's, just, it's, it's the season. We have summer, fall, winter, spring, and youth musical season. Yeah, And so um, we wanted to do something. But again, the covid you know, some people are comfortable not knowing as we go forward exactly. So about the same time, Kevin and Lori moved back to town. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that was just for nothing. I think that timing was so perfect. And so over the last year... Um, you didn't know that you were going to get roped into this when you moved back, did you? I had this vision. <laughs> this is a, this is a, no, no, it's like a fly trap and waiting for you to come back. No, I will say, when he first came back, he said no. Lori was just like, this is not the right time. Yeah. And that's okay, because last year it wasn't the right time for any of us, obviously. Yeah, exactly. But several months ago, Glenn and Don and I began to sit around the table and just began to say, okay, let's start with a blank slate. What's keepable? What's not keepable? What's doable? What's not doable? Um and so we've come up with what we believe, at least for this year, will be a really good plan um, as really the four of us sitting around this table 
began mm-hmm. to partner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been me and Glenn for a long time, and it was me and Kevin. And obviously, Patrick's been a part all along the way. He's just got that gift of, of the story, and he sees the big picture. And so I'm just, I'm just amazed at how these four people in this particular time, I just think God's going to do a really good thing. We have kids at our church that are, that are gifted, that are excited. Um, we have kids that um, they just bring so much to the table themselves. And I think with the leadership that the four of us can provide, I don't know what this year is going to look like. Right now, um, our working title has sort of been a youth offering. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just what do you have to offer? Mm-hmm. Is it music? Is it video? Is it dance? Is it juggling? Is it you can throw a basketball from the half court? You know, what is it you can do? And again, if we're incorporating video in there, then doing some things like throwing a basketball from half court. I mean, those are things you can't necessarily do on a stage. Um, so what we'd love to do is keep the best of what we've had through our live stage. There's mm-hmm. something about the energy mm-hmm. of just the way a room vibrates when you're in the midst of that live worship situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, our goal from the beginning is sola deo gloria, to God alone be the glory, that whatever happens, it is ministry it is pointing to him it is it is helping us press in closer to him so the idea at least for this year is we're going to take an inventory in a couple of weeks we call it auditionings but it really is it's an inventory and we're going to see what our kids want to do and what they can do what they bring to the table this year and in a whole different time of year which means that again we can't have faux tour and some of the things that have been so important to us but we'll do what we can in, in 2021, and then we'll take stock, as we do every year. We'll sit back and evaluate and say, okay, what did we like about this? Mm-hmm. What did we What did we learn from? What do we want to keep as we move into the future? What do we, you know, was great for 2021, but doesn't necessarily have to be for every year. So um, I'm excited about this year. I, I don't, you know, Kevin gave me this look like, um, are you thinking that I'm going to be doing this for the next 20 years? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, you know, we take it a year at a time around yep. here. Um, I, I do think it's a new day in many ways. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a good new day. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want anybody to be scared. To, uh, I mean, it won't be exactly like last year. It can't be. Sure. We yeah. cannot. And, uh, whatever we do this year, obviously is not necessarily what we're going to continue to do in the future. Mm-hmm. This is just, to do something this year, we have to, you know. But I think it's going to be so fun because since we're kind of saying, okay, it's the oddball year, you know, as we try things, we're going to go, oh, we've never tried this before. We never mm-hmm. kind of gave ourselves permission to try right. this. And now we're going to try it. And it's going to be like, hey, we like that. And that was powerful and it was effective. And let, and I, I think it's going to open some doorways into some whole new ways of approaching our youth production every year. What's that saying? Is it necessity is the mother of invention? Is that what it is? When you're forced into a situation, and I've heard this from creative people all the time, when you're forced into a situation where you have parameters and maybe even limited resources or things that are are keeping you from doing maybe what initially you thought you might do, it it it's like God works through that to give us inspiration to do something Mm -hmm. new, which is maybe what he wanted to do all along. And so what I think is really neat, and I'm, I'm very excited about it too. What I think is really neat about this is that we're, we're coming, we, it's always been this way, but in our um, need to sort of refocus and maybe retool or rethink, we're continuing to stay with what 
originally was the vision in that we are, are building something in partnership with the kids that is uniquely suited for the kids that are there. And it's, it's about the message. That's the main thing. Um, and we're just now have permission, like you said, to, to maybe think of doing something new, trying something new. There's one thing that I really, really, Patrick, don't edit this part out because there's one thing that I really, (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) I know. I, I just really want to make sure that, yeah, this thing has evolved a lot over Mm -hmm. the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want people to think that, um, we think we're somehow like coming in, like trying to fix what wasn't good before, because I really believe with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength that every year has been just the right offering Mm -hmm. for that year, for that group of kids, for the relevance of where we were at that time period, for the giftings. So I don't ever want people to think, oh, well, she's been unhappy with it. And so now we're fixing it. You know, mm-hmm. I, no, I think as I look back, the power, I walk around that stage and I can remember every kid from every year. I can tell you what seniors were in every class from every year. I remember those senior devotions. I believe with all my heart that every one, every year has been just what God called it to be. And so I'm just excited that now I think God's going to let us do the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. but in just more creative ways, you know, helping us think outside the box a little bit more. Yeah. There's a quote that goes, don't let the pursuit of perfection keep you from doing something good. You know, so basically just because we can't do what we've always done or can't do it perfectly, like we've always done it perfectly, doesn't mean we shouldn't do something and we have an opportunity to do something and we have the creative abilities to do something. And so it's, let's do it. You know, it's kind of like what uh, Miss Juanita said from, keep your hood good. <laughs> we can meet about this today, but tomorrow we have to do something. And so we, we have the opportunity to do something. So I'm excited to do something. Yeah. Well, and I think, well, I, well, I think the important thing for me is that it's never, at least when I was involved, it's never been about us or we tried really hard not to make it about yeah. us, whether it's the leaders, even the kids, that's something we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. This is really just the opportunity to let God shine through us exactly. to tell a story to maybe even just one particular person that comes to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did talk about there may be the opportunity to, to have this expand beyond the physical location of Hope Hall. Mm-hmm. And now that we have live streaming, some things like that, that might be part of the equation, but just think about how um, you know, if one life is changed, just one life has changed, that's worth mm-hmm. doing yep. anything yeah. For, yeah. for God. And that's what Christ calls us to do. And this is really no different. So exactly. even though from the outside, as I've been both, I've been behind the curtain, so to speak, but also <laughs> coming to see it, it is just an amazing, uh, almost indescribable experience to be there and to see it. And the music's so great and the sets are really just I can't even believe they fit in the building and all this stuff. <laughs> and behind the scenes, it's great too, because as a participant, you get the, the camaraderie, you get the um, ministry that happens between kids, between leaders and kids, um, kids ministering to each other. Yeah. That and, they, and they really get the whole idea that the message is the big thing. Right. I mean, years ago, Jessica Ashley, one of our youth, 
in that prayer time beforehand, prayed that that you know the Holy Spirit would flow. And we're these clay pots, and mm-hmm. she used this analogy that that the message would be so strong that even if God needed to just burst our clay pots so that He would shine from the stage, and the kids still pray that every year that they want that message more than they want their own their own name out there to shine. Yeah, and, and so my final point is that we're in good hands. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. in yeah. very yeah. good hands. I'm not worried what it comes out to be. Um, everybody should just be be praying and be ready to come expecting to experience God. Yeah. And that's that's a success in my mind. Yeah, definitely. Well, and and to what Glenn said about we're doing something, right now for us, the something is still a bit of a hidden mystery. Mm-hmm. We're not sure what it is. But the thing I keep reminding myself is, None of this has taken God by surprise. Right. I mean, it's not like, oh, shoot, we had COVID, so now I've got to figure out a way to help my Northside kids have a musical. Right. No, no, God no. already knew this was going to happen. Yep. And I think in his mind, he's like, this is just another tool in my arsenal to help refine it, to help shape it, to help guide them down this different path. I think he's up there just laughing, going, no, you don't know what it's going to be, <laughs> but I do, and it's going to be great. That's right. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> well, it's going to be something. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be something great. It is exciting to have something new to look at and something something good to do. And um, so we will do that. We are looking at the um, September 4th and 5th. I think it's the Labor Day weekend right. of, of doing the production at that point. So you will not have it at our normal June time uh, for this particular season. And, you know, who knows? hope and plan and look to possibly do it back in June in 22, but uh, who knows, but yeah, but right now, um, this is what we're looking at for this year. And, and so we're about to pack a lot of things into church, you know, (laughs) we have a lot coming up, but, uh, but that's, we kind of knew this would happen. You know, this is not a a surprise to us either. So, um, so, but thank you for, to Mitzi and Kevin and Patrick and everyone for, uh, making sure that we have this opportunity and and grasp it with both hands and make it happen. So, so I will tell you one more that. thing. Um, as I was praying last year and all the, this is even before the COVID stuff was happening, as I was praying about Youth Musical 2020 and where it was going. And um, this, of course, God quite often speaks to me through songs that just get in my head and won't get away. And I mean, for the first uh, two months as I prayed about the musical, the phrase that kept going through my head is from a song from West Side Story. And it says, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And that is the phrase. Every time I start thinking about what the, where the musical's going. So when you say something's happening, that makes me laugh. Yeah. Because <laughs> it goes right back to that song that God just kept going over and over in my head. Something's coming. And it, I don't know what it is, but it's going to be great. Well, and we're looking forward to it. So, so but thanks for coming by, Mitzi, and sharing thanks this. Thanks for having Before me. you leave, we want to run a little three for 30 by you. Oh, We've been yeah. doing this with the staff. and. Oh. Uh, I'm so, gonna fail. This is gonna be so bad. So here we go. These tough questions. Should I be? Should if I be? it's about Bitcoin, I don't know. The <laughs> it is not about Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, we're pretty clueless when it comes to Bitcoin. So. It's All actually right. about Dogecoin. Though. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Well. So we don't know. Um, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, I'm so bad on the favorite thing because I love everything. Um, I would say. Um, can I narrow it down to two? 
You are running out of time. You're running okay. out of time. <laughs> Psalms and John, the Gospel of Psalms John. Psalms and John. All right. Yeah. Who is your favorite character in the Bible? Mm, John, because he was the disciple that Jesus loved. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. And what is your favorite childhood story from Scripture? Probably where um, where Samuel's coming to um, um, anoint some future king. Mm. And um, and he goes through all the brothers, and he gets to you know none of them, and he says, "We're just going to stand here and wait till that youngest one comes." <laughs> and then that youngest one comes, and you know everybody's so shocked and surprised. And I feel like that's kind of the story of my life over and over again. I bring nothing to the table, mm. and then people are like, "Oh, really? She's the one you're going to let play the piano for this? Oh, really? She's the one you're going to let direct this musical? Oh, really? She's the one you're going to let raise these four awesome boys?" You know, it's over and over. It's been God says, you know. You don't see what I see, but there's something about that heart that I can use. Well, good deal. Those are good ones. That's so, very good. Thanks for sharing those with us. And thanks for dropping by here at the podcast oh, room with us. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Come on back any old time. All right. Thanks. Well, Patrick, do we have anything coming up in the the world of things happening at Northside now anytime soon? I know we've been collecting things for Keep Our Hood Good. Yeah, we're still doing Keep My Hood Good. That's going through the end of April, so continue to bring that stuff to the church. I will also let you know that on May 16th is when we will celebrate our seniors okay. here mm-hmm. in the morning services, and then that evening we'll have a banquet for them and their families. Yeah. And so um, can y'all believe that it's the end of the school year? Wow. I mean, college kids are out. I think the a lot of them get out this week that we're yeah, that this getting, will be released and it's getting really close and school's less than a month over yeah and we're gonna be summertime that happened in a hurry didn't it mm-hmm. so it seems like when we started getting busy again and we just started doing some things and like all of a sudden zoom, Bam. <laughs> it took off to, light speed yeah well, yeah. I just realized when you said that this is my this is ten years since I graduated Lambeth wow ten year anniversary I'm old. And speaking of anniversaries, you're (laughs) mature. I don't know if I'd go that far. (laughs) You, when this releases, you will be, you will be exactly two months. Two months. From another anniversary that will be starting. I know. Tell me about it. Exactly two months. You getting excited? I feel like that's why I need a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How are the, how's the planning going? It's going. (laughs) You pretty well done? Uh, It's, it's mostly detail stuff now, but yeah, we're, Hitting the home stretch. Yeah. We've got to. I mean, it's two months away. So that's right. The day will be here. It <laughs> yeah. will be coming. Although we'll be planning till the minute before. Sure. So well, sure. that's part of it. Yeah. Well, cool. I, that's that's gonna happen in a hurry too. It, I remember those days well. Well, cool. Also, Mother's Day is coming up, so don't forget mom. That's right. And if you've guys out there listening, make sure you work that out. Yeah, if you do nothing else, even if they live halfway across the country, make sure you're talking to them on that day. Or getting them some Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a good thing? I don't it might, even know. It might make I mean, them rich. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if that's a good thing or not. So We will find out. We will find out. And we are all... Uh, been watching The Chosen and waiting for each new episode to come down. I know Patrick's hey, probably tired because he's been staying up till I've all been, hours of the night I, watching. It was one of those things where most adaptations I'm a bit hesitant about because, you know, 
it, I take it personally when they get it wrong. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I was, that's kind of the way I was feeling about this is I was like, ah, oh, it's just going to be another one of these adaptations that, I, but I felt like I needed to watch it so that I could talk about it intelligently, sure. whatever. Sure. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. So I watched the first couple episodes and I was hooked. I binged the whole thing or as much as it is, as is out in the last week. And yeah. I'm just waiting for that next episode. I'm yeah, like, good stuff. it's actually much better than I was expecting. Well, I'm, it's like still, I'm still trying to find the, the, what, what's the catch? What's wrong with it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the first season. I'll yeah. admit that. I've watched several episodes now, but I was the same way because I've seen it come across various different, either social media, or whatever yeah, been yeah. advertised for what almost, well, I guess a couple of years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I didn't get into it. And I thought, mm-hmm. because I've seen, uh, I'm not saying that the, the movies and the, the things that are out there are bad. I've just, sure. I've seen a lot of them yeah. um, and haven't seen sort of a new perspective on it. Yeah. And um, then I, I of course heard you guys talking about it. And then I ran across a video of the director, mm-hmm. Dallas uh, Jenkins. Jenkins. Thank yeah. you. And I was intrigued by that. And I, the thing that I keyed in on when I saw it, it it's very sort of period accurate seems yeah, they, to be. They definitely did their research on this. So. And, oh, and yeah. talking and hearing from the interviews and sort of the behind the scenes stuff, I know that they paid attention to a lot of the details, mm-hmm. even the things that we will never ever even see because they just wanted that to be accurate. Yeah. But the thing that got me was just... Um, there's accents in there, mm. but there's some that don't have super strong accents. And I'm like, okay, so they're, it, the story is, is becoming the main thing. It's not yeah. just about um, the language and that kind of yeah. thing. But the thing even more than that was just the way they made the relationships real. Mm-hmm. There's, there's humor that they've um, sort of imagined taken the bits of information that we know about the disciples and imagine what a real relationship would yeah. be between themselves, between them and Jesus. And that is what's fascinating to me. Yeah. The last episode that they've released as of the recording of this, um, the whole episode is based off of one verse and yeah. it's Ma- it's Matthew four twenty four. That's episode three of season two. Yes. And yeah. it's called Matthew four twenty four. I think uh-huh. that's the title of the episode, yeah. but the, it's the verse that's, Basically, his fame grew throughout Syria, and he healed all the sick, and it lists all the paralyzed, mm-hmm. demon possessed, whatever, and he heals all the sick. And that's like the whole verse. And they did this whole episode based off of that one verse, and Jesus is actually in it very little. Right. He's over here like healing people, and the majority of the episode takes place with the disciples around a campfire in the camp, and it's just their conversations and interactions and it's a, you know, a couple of them are like with Jesus doing crowd control and those kinds of things. And then they'll like come back and be like, all right, it's your turn. So the, like the, the disciples around the campfire are kind of changing in and out, but it's just their interactions. And it's like, you know, kind of highlighting the political tensions at the time. And just like that kind of landscape is that, well, you know, Syria is not really a friendly place for the Jewish people. And they just came out of Samaria, which is also not a friendly place. And just the fact that like Matthew is a tax collector and people hated tax collectors. And so they're showing that animosity between them still. And it's, it's kind of brought it to life in a way that I've never seen before. And that's what, that's what makes it so appealing to me. And I'm always, I think I've talked about this before, whenever I, Uh, see or hear something that um, 
challenges me to sort of think deeper mm-hmm. about the scripture, the the words on the page in the Bible. I feel like that's that's really helpful for me to to make it more personal in yeah. a way, and uh, even just thinking about Matthew, you bring up Matthew how he he he's got some issues, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether it's OCD or you know whatever that may or might not be biblical per se, yeah. um, it it gives you a different perspective of. Um, maybe that particular character, but also how they interact together and how, you know, these, these guys are, are different, very different people from each other. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you look at the gospels, the gospel of Matthew is the historical gospel and there's, yeah, it's all a lot detailed, of detail yeah. and they even reference that a little so bit. That like makes Matthew a lot of gets sense. a lot of the details. And, yep. and for me, one of the things I love about it is cause I've seen all the Jesus movies of everything. I mean, just when you in this do this, you, you do get right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what I love about this is in between all of the characters, all of the disciples and um, the women, Mary, his mother, Jesus, you know, I'm finding myself naming those people with people I know Mm. by their characteristics Mm -hmm. and going, oh, I could almost see Patrick in this one right here. (laughs) Uh Right. Wait, hold on. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) We'll tell you at another time. No, I'm just kidding. But but just someone like that, you know, so I just, I begin to see us in them and that is what scripture is about that is the purpose to interact with our lord in this manner and so it's a bunch of people with different personalities and different skills and different backgrounds backgrounds it shouldn't work together but we have a common goal so exactly and you know north side is a it's a great picture of all of that. Absolutely. Some motley crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think the, where uh, the power of the gospel happens is when it becomes real to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it's always a challenge when you read words on a page to, to, for it to be real to you. Uh, God kind of the Holy spirit works in that process and sort of translates it for you, I think. But this is a, this is a way as we're so focused on visual medium, we've talked about that before the culture and all those kinds of things. It's a fantastic way to, to digest the scripture and to find and see how that relationship was very real for the disciples because they were actually there, but in um, watching their, events, the events of their life and things play out, we do connect with people we mm-hmm. know yeah. and we say, wow, well maybe, and maybe James is really like this guy. Cause yeah. they seem really similar. I totally get that now. And when he says this about whatever, I totally get that. Yeah. Or, you know, when, uh, Peter is doing some of his yeah. Peter stuff. <laughs> Peter stuff. <laughs> Peter's being Peter. Oh, he's he's still just Simon at this point. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. But you kind of get okay. Yeah, I I now I get what they're talking about. Yeah. So I I've I encourage anybody who is out there listening to this to to take take a chance on it. Yeah. Yeah. And watch it. It it really is pretty neat. Yeah. Really is good stuff. It does help bring scripture to Alive. life. And, you know, there's yeah. a there's a um, Bible study technique that you learn about in disciple Bible study that you're using your, all your senses mm-hmm. to read scripture. And when you see something well done like this, it really does help to remember, you know, things smelled and mm-hmm. you heard, you heard different things and <laughs> these were different real things. people. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So that's right. It's always good to know that always good. 
Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me today. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Great conversations. Uh, you know, I think I'm really excited about whatever the youth, the title of the yeah. youth thing is. <laughs> but I, I do think it's, um, we've talked about change for so many weeks. You know, when we talked with mm-hmm. Don about his retirement in past episodes, if you haven't heard any of those episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. Um, there's, there's lots of great content we've talked about. Uh, in the past, but I think change is there that opportunity to um, do something new. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're, we're not changing the vision behind um, what the, the youth production is, was always uh, even from the very beginning. Exactly. It's, it's how can we utilize the unique talents mm-hmm. of uh, our young people in Northside church to not only um, uh, present a message, but be a part of a message um, that makes the gospel very real, not only in the people's lives that watch it, but the people's lives that are a part of it. Yeah. And that's not going to change. I'm totally confident about that. And number two, uh, like we said, I'm, we're in great hands. Oh, you know, God's got this. I'm not worried about that at all. We don't necessarily know what it looks like at this point, and, and he will help us create it by inspiring people just like he always has. Yeah. You know, so I'm, there may be some folks that are a little bit unsure of what it's going to be this year. I know um, perhaps some of the youth too, and, and that that is understandable. Sure. But I'm definitely confident that uh, whatever it is, it will be awesome. Well, it's been extremely rare on the Sunday night before we start a youth musical week that Patrick and I haven't been in the booth and gone. We're not sure about this one. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure this one. Maybe, maybe we'll be doing I thought nothing. That was, I thought Friday that was just part of it. I didn't know. Yeah. I, yeah. So it, that seems very normal to yeah. me. Yeah. That the fact that we not know that now is better than <laughs> normally the, that out of the way the Wednesday night Get before you start on Thursday night. So, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's okay. That'll be good. So definitely keep your ears tuned in for what's going to be happening with um, our with our youth musical and things, and um, we will get everyone all the details as they come available. So, and we've also got our episode with Miss Noreen coming up. So coming up, yeah. If you've got any questions about mental health, that's going to be a good conversation with her. Um, we're still taking questions. So if you want to send it to podcast at northsidejackson.com or any of our personal socials, we'll we'll make sure. Yeah, I would love to definitely hear some of those questions and love for your have some of your feedback. And so. she would love to hear them because I know she's interested in in being, you know, a lot more pinpoint for mm-hmm. what our listeners are wanting to hear. Mm-hmm. So well, and that's one of the opportunities I'm just gonna take with uh with some of my kids and, and ask them questions about yeah. Uh, that trying to maybe frame it up a little bit for them, but um, that's something that people out there can do with their families and just uh, think about either their situations or people they know or um, ask your kids. You know, when we had the episode about uh, the love episode <laughs> around Valentine's Day, uh, we heard a lot from our youth about yeah. um, some really, really good questions, some tough yeah. questions. And uh, I, I, I love that the the questions we were answering came from them. So in, encourage your kids, just talk to your kids about that. To me, mental health should not be um, a taboo subject. 
I don't know. It should not. It it should be something we're all talking about, and uh, maybe we can we can help shed some light on it, and not have it be such a um, a stigma about talking mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah, because yeah. it's really important. We'll send those questions to podcast at northsidejackson.com. Or you can send them to our Instagram. You can DM us on uh, Instagram. That's Northside Now Podcast on Instagram. And we'd also like to hear just if you have something nice to say about the podcast. We'd like to hear that too. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. if you have other things you'd like for us to talk about yeah. in the life of the church. Always. Or any feedback is greatly appreciated. Or as you can tell, we'll talk about just life in general. <laughs> so just, you know, all you got to do is hit the start button. We'll take it from there. That's right. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, and that's what's happening at Northside Now.